you're always the smartest person in the room, then Tom Sabatino believes you should not be a general counsel. You can build teams around you, but if you don't listen to them, then, you know, it's just a waste yeah. of time, right? Um, what you need to do is build a team around you and empower them to tell you when you're screwing stuff up. Hi, I'm Irene Silver with the Vanguard Network. Tom Sabatino is currently general counsel at Tenneco, and he is widely regarded as one of the most experienced GCs in the country. Sabatino was recently a session leader at a Vanguard event entitled Leading Through Complexity, The New Roles of the GC. Executive coach Garrick Eisert was moderator. Here are some highlights of their conversation. I'm not going to ask you how long you've been a GC, um, but I know you've been a GC Way too long. a while, and I feel like, how many companies is it at this point? Uh, this is a little bit embarrassing. Tenneco is my eighth general counsel job. Yeah, eighth GC job. So you've seen some stuff. Um, and so where do you see, you know, as the role has evolved, where do you see the role going in the future? Yeah, it's really interesting, Garrick, because, you know, sometimes when, you, um, when you've had this many roles, you I'll sometimes sit back and reflect as to what's changed since I became my, my first GC role back uh, many years ago. Um, and I would tell you that in some ways things have changed and in some ways they've stayed the same. And, and what, I, what I mean by that is I think the GC role writ large has, um, has evolved pretty significantly over the last 20 years. And I would say it's sort of accelerated in the last 10 um, where the GC is become more beyond just a legal advisor, uh, but also very much engaged in um, in a whole range of issues outside of uh, outside of law. Because I think what's happened is boards and CEOs and other members of management have come to realize that um, good GCs, thoughtful GCs, people who sort of see around corners. Um, are able to help the company advance its goals at the same time managing all the stuff we need to do as, as the, the lawyer for the, for the enterprise of you know, managing risk and making sure that we're doing the right thing for our shareholders and our board and our employees and all that kind of stuff. So we've sort of become a pivotal point. And I think what that means is we take on roles that are different than when you might think. So for example, I'll just use one example. Um, I was talking to somebody the other day and I was talking about my career and I said, yeah, I've had uh, communications as part of my portfolio at a number of companies, like communications. Aren't you guys supposed to be fighting the communications guys? Um, and, and my response is that, no, I mean, actually, if I'm a, if I'm a leader, I happen to have a law degree and I happen to have a set of responsibilities, but I can also have a set of responsibilities that relates to communications. And I actually found it um, helpful to be able to balance those two things. And I think, I think good leaders who are able to balance a number of different um, constituencies, issues, and priorities uh, are, are going to advance. And I think GCs have started to take on that role much more aggressively and assertively in the last number of years. What I mean, what do you think is really driving that change in why is the, you know, the shift to kind of the GC taking on more of that responsibility? Well, I think there are a number of things. One of the things that I think has happened um, over the last number of years, and you can maybe go back as far back as Sarbanes-Oxley and a few of these other things, 
Um, the regulatory environment in which every company operates and the risk environment has changed pretty dramatically. Um, not just from you know, regulatory compliance, but also from you know, shareholder litigation, shareholder activism, um, the, the issues that arise around say cybersecurity or uh, ESG, all of those things have sort of become more front and center. And I think in some ways that has put uh, lawyers, good lawyers who are able to balance risk at sort of at the, at the, at the front of that. Um, I also think just generally um, uh, there have been great GCs that have come along and have been able to demonstrate leadership in ways that um, maybe they had, didn't have the opportunity to do that before and have really sort of become the counselor for the enterprise. Um, when I joined... Um, and I joined a, uh, one of my earlier companies, I won't name them necessarily, but the outside counsel came to every board meeting um, and was, you know, there. And fortunately, after about, you know, six months, I was able to convince the CEO that wasn't a great idea. Um, and so, you know, I was the I was the head lawyer for the company, not the outside counsel. And so that that makes a big difference as well. I like what you said kind of earlier about kind of that ability to um, see around the corner, right? Like what are, what are the keys to being able to, to, to do that? If you had to kind of think about the, that's such an important skill, like how does, how does one do that? Is that more intuition? Is it more just brain? Like how do you build that? I think a lot of it comes down to a couple of things. Um, one is, um, intellectual curiosity. Uh, and what I mean by that is, you know, I've been in a bunch of different industries. I've been from, you know, medical device to airlines, to health insurance, to auto parts, right? So it's, you know, there's no, not a theme on that side other than the intellectual curiosity to understand how things work, how organizations work, how management team work, work how management teams work. Uh, how leaders operate in an environment, what's the relationship between the board and the CEO and everyone else. And that helps you kind of look ahead. So you need to, you need to spend the time to be fully informed about, you know, what, what, what are the risks, what are the opportunities and that sort of thing. And the other thing is to be, um, to be a good listener. So um, Fred Hassan, who Ken and I both know pretty well, um, used to say that one of the one of the ish, one of the things that leaders need to do is listen and learn, uh, and to be humble. Um, you know, so so I've spent um, a lot of time listening to other people, um, learning what the issues are, learning and learning what the the and I don't mean just sort of the legal issues or the business issues, but you know, what are the interpersonal issues? What are, you know, how is this? What's going to happen in this particular situation that's going to be a blocker? And then also trying to look ahead two or three steps. So I find a lot of times um, it's easier to solve the immediate step and not have to worry about the other two steps until you know the, the stuff hits the fan after that first step fails. And a lot of times I find that certain business leaders and others don't always, they solve the immediate problem because that's what they have to do. Yeah, we have to get this contract signed, let's get it done but they don't think about the other three steps that happen after that. And I think lawyers are pretty good at trying to think through that, those second, third and fourth level um, step progression you have to do. What are some of the other key, either leadership skills or behaviors that you think a GC is gonna need um, to thrive in the future? 
Well, one is is sort of irrelevant or not relevant, irrelevant, but um, agnostic as to whether you're a GC or a CFO or a head of a business unit, and that's to build um, build great diverse teams around you. One of the things that um, I've always found is that when I am able to surround myself with a team that comes from a bunch of different backgrounds, experiences, um, a whole range of, of different um, sets of experiences, whether that's gender or where you grew up or you know the sets of experiences you had, um, I become a better leader from that and I become a, a better person from that. Um, and I, I, I don't, and I probably should reverse that. I become a better person first, which makes me a better leader. And so I think the ability to build strong, dynamic, diverse teams is probably one of the most important leadership qualities that you can have as a, as a, as a GC. And your job every day is kind of problem solving. So you need a lot of input from a lot of different people in order to, in order to solve things. So that to me would be a, one of the more important things that, that, uh, that I think you need to do. So building those strong teams and then kind of being open to getting input from others. Yeah. And listening, um, right? So I'll, I'll just say one last thing. You can build teams around you, but if you don't listen to them, then, you know, it's just a waste yeah. of time, right? Um, what you need to do is build a team around you and empower them to tell you when you're screwing stuff up. Um, and when you're not doing, you know, when you're not thinking or not hearing every voice in the room. And that to me is one of the, one of the things that, that I've I've seen more teams fail on. They always listen to the same people and they don't listen to everybody that's coming into the room. So you can invite somebody in the room, but if you don't, if you don't let them talk, then what point is that? Tom, I want to kind of wrap this session with one question. Um, you talked about the importance of, of building teams. Um, and, you know, my experience, I think in my conversations that I'm having with a lot of GC peers is, you know, teams are burnt out. Uh, pandemic, <laughs> social justice, remote working, Zoom fatigue, uh, which we'll try to manage. Um, you know, there's just, you know, remote working. Do I go back in the office working from home? Um, what, like, what do you think are some moves that GC can make to kind of build resiliency um, into their, their teams or their leadership teams as a GC? Yeah, I, I think it's a, it's a great question, Garrick. And, and I'll tell you that, Having uh, gone out of the workforce before COVID and then coming in back into it in the middle of it was hard. It's hard to connect with people that you don't know uh, with uh, through Zoom. And so a lot of it has to do sort of the conversations you have one-on-one -on -one with people. Um, make sure you, you take the time to do that. You know, just sort of taking a moment after sort of the, the conversation about all the all the day-to-day -day problems that are going on to say, okay, so let's, you know, let's have a conversation about, you know, how things that you would normally have over the water cooler, so to speak, um, that you have to, you have to actually spend that time and carve that time out. Sort of, it seems a little, um, a little artificial, but you really need to do that. And, you know, here's the stuff that we needed to talk about. So now let's talk about some other stuff. And I found that to be extraordinarily helpful. I, I think in, in, in a burned out world, um, which we all are with all of these calls as we sit here you know, trying to talk to each other uh, over Zoom is to take the time to sort of remember that we're dealing with people who are you know, struggling with all sorts of different things and to just sort of engage people in a different way um, and, and take the time to do that. Pretend you're, pretend you're, uh, pretend you're not at, 
not at the other end of a computer, but that you're talking to people sort of, you know, face to face. I think that's really, really critical. And people understand that, right? Everyone is burned out. Everyone is actually probably working more hours than they did before because, you know, it's easy to sort of stop into your desk or your computer to fix things and, and recognize that, tell people to, you know, take a break, go home virtually. I mean, you're, you may be home, but like sort of go to your home space, so to speak, uh, and just, um, just disengage for a while. That was General Counsel Tom Sabatino talking with executive coach Garrick Eisert at a recent Vanguard Network for General Counsels. That event and podcasts like this are just some of the membership benefits of the Vanguard Network, which organizes events, publishes content, and connects C-suite leaders. Our mission is building high-performance leadership. If you'd like more information about us, please visit our website at thevanguardnetwork.com. I'm Irene Silber. Thanks for listening.